Hey, it's Zeke Plum. Throughout the month of September, I did a bunch of episodes on a book I was reading about the last days of Socrates written by Plato. To give a little background and context, just to reiterate, I don't have any background or education training or anything like that in philosophy. So I'm stumbling through this on my own and asking questions along the way. My point, I'm no authority here. So Socrates talked about another reality, if you will, a place of absolutes, absolute goodness, equality, etc. This other reality is also where there are perfect circles or perfect, well, just about anything. I think that offers enough context, so I'll echo a portion of that perfection episode next, and then I'll follow it with a few new thoughts. So since then, I finished that book and moved on. I am now reading Friedrich Nietzsche's book, Twilight of the Idols slash The Antichrist. I didn't realize it when I picked it up, but the first part of this, he talks about Socrates and some of the things that um, I read about and talked about in recent episodes, or uh, rather, episodes I talked about in September. He has a few things to say about this alternate reality. One of them is, quote, another kind of reality is absolutely undemonstrable, which kind of goes to my theory that this idea is just a construct, that this place doesn't really exist. He goes on to say that it's been, quote, constructed out of the contradiction, well, to our world, and then he also calls it a moral optical illusion, which is rather an interesting turn of phrase. What else he talks about is the fact that if we perceive this other reality to be perfection, then we are really setting ourselves up to live a life of, well, the way he puts it is, we revenge ourselves on life by means of the phantasmagoria of another, a better life. And he's speaking about the idea of seeking to reach this place of perfection or I would extrapolate that to be also our attempt to become this perfect version of ourselves. If we always have our eyes on this future goal and never appreciate where we're at now, we're not living in the moment. Like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to better ourselves or even believing in an afterlife. But I think when we keep our eyes focused entirely on the end result, well, I think it kind of goes back to that idea of life being a journey. It's reaching this mile marker, then that one, then that one. And when are we ever satisfied? When we finally die? But how many times have we heard about the regrets of lying there wishing that things had been different? But if we can appreciate life as a dance or a piece of music or even a painting, we don't wait for those final positions on the dance floor or the final brushstroke or the crescendo final note of the music. That's not why we go to see the painting or hear the song or go dancing. I guess, I guess I'm just so passionate about the idea that there is so much, quote, perfection here in our world now, even in the midst of chaos. 
the way raindrops form or snowflakes, the veins of tree leaves, or the way pine needles are on the branch. And not even just nature. When you look at individuals, even as maybe annoying or frustrating as a person might be, you can still see the good in them, the struggles that they're going through that are things that maybe, you know, we went through too. I haven't heard from him lately, but Alan of Sentient Future always liked to point out that it was important to remember our similarities. I think if we are so focused on trying to be perfect or reach a state of perfection, we can't see our similarities because all we focus on is how imperfect or flawed and how bad flaws are rather than how beautiful and endearing or cherishable they can be. I guess where I've ended up is I knew that it didn't sit right, that there was an idea of a perfect other reality and that this was negatively imperfect because I see so much beautiful and amazing here. And now, now after reading a few more thoughts and thinking more on it, I think I feel even more so that, yeah, I, I don't think I buy into this idea of another realm or reality of perfect absolutes, objects, or ideas. I get into some more of that in some of the other episodes previously, but now I'm just all the more solidified in where I'm at about all of it. Hi Seeking Plum, it's Alan with Sentient Future. So I was really enjoying your segment here on perfection. And I have to agree that another reality where everything is perfect seems a bit far-fetched. Mainly because each of us disagree with what perfect is. Even if it relates to a perfect circle, well, what is its size? What's the thickness of the line? So at best there'd have to be infinite multiple realities, and one would be perfect for each of us. But that's not even really a useful concept, is it? What I think is more useful, if anything, is the construct of perfection that we've created. The value of us each defining what we deem as perfect isn't about how close our final works have come to it, but more so as a reference point to know if we're getting closer. It's a guiding light, perhaps, for our own personal growth. And to your point, I believe it is that journey of growth that is most fulfilling. And while things of beauty are typically imperfect, we ironically subjectively appreciate them by how close to that perfect euphoric feeling we get. So what do you think? I loved your segment. Take care. Hey, Alan. Uh, it's good to have you back. I think you make some really valid points about what is perfection and who's defining it. And essentially, we'd have to have a different perfect reality for each one of us. Drilling down on some of that and taking that uh, on a personal level for myself, if I look at personal growth, that's always my endeavor. My goal is to improve myself, but it's never a linear process and even even that guidepost it's never a constant moving it straight out because I'm reevaluating what I determined to be for lack of a better word but to suit the conversation perfection because today my idea of perfection is a flawed version of myself I think that makes a better version of me so 
each time I learn more, I move that guidepost off that linear path I may have had it on to, if you will, somewhere else on this, let's say a disc if I'm looking at it in a visual representation. And it might be even moved closer to me, but off to the left or the right. And it might not stay even on that new path because I might move it again in a different direction after I've reached that goalpost or guidepost or whatever we want to call it. So I think that there's not only these infinite realities possibility between all of the different people, but there's also infinite possibilities for what the idea of perfection is within each one of us. As for the euphoria we feel as we get close to that guidepost, now here I have another question. Since perfection is not feasible, it's not possible, that guidepost is not something we can acquire. In retrospect, I don't know that this is a question or not. See, I have two thoughts on this. Perfection is boring. If we ever attained it, then, then what? It's the idea of it, the concept of it, that keeps us enticed. And it's the getting close to it that creates that energy, that buzzing sensation, you could say. Which is sort of bizarre when you think about it. Being close to it is exciting, but getting it is boring and pointless. But like you inferred or said, it's the, it's the construct, it's the idea of getting close to it that, that keeps us excited, I guess, and keeps us aiming for it. I mean, just a few minutes ago, I'm talking about the fact that I want to continue improving myself, even though I think that the best version of me is a flawed version. It's like this crazy balancing act, trying to keep your eyes up and looking ahead, but somehow not becoming too focused on what you're aiming for, too focused on the impossible, which is really a strange kind of dichotomy. I don't know that I have really said anything here, but I, I appreciated your points and your questions and just to be able to think about it and even to think out loud. Uh, so thank you, as always. Hey Seeking Plum, I like the perspective that you're taking with this. Firstly, I'm intrigued by the beauty of the irony of what you said, specifically that our perfect selves may have flaws. And while that may seem like a paradox, perhaps it isn't. I think that our construct of perfection is kind of a state, in that we imagine ourselves being in a perfect state, perhaps with a perfect body or job or what have you. But like you said, where do we go from there? And would not knowing what to do next be stressful? Perhaps our perfect state has flaws so that we always have something to work on. That gives us a purpose that also maintains that buzz or feeling of anticipation. And while closure and achievement is nice here and there, if we instead see perfection as the beauty of the dance, every step we take changing our direction, then we've actually reconciled our paradoxical need for flaws. In short, I think your outlook hangs together. And dare I say we can measure the quality of our lives by how often we intentionally move towards our next goalpost. Wow, Alan, that was really well put. You pulled my seemingly scattered ideas together and made them into this well-organized... <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. I don't think I realized that it hung so neatly together that way. But when you put it together and you lay it out, it, it makes sense. 
and it creates some more lovely imagery for me. So thank you. So eloquent, uh, concise, and organized. It felt nothing like that in my head. But now it, it's all come into focus uh, because of how you've pulled it together. Thank you. Again, I, I know I keep saying that, but thank you.